Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, one of the great intros you'll ever come across. Little Eminence Front by the Who? Great song. Uh, Today's Double Shot Tuesday theme. These are songs with long, long, long intros. This goes for like about a minute. Uh, On Double Shot Tuesday, 508-57, the text line. You can partake um, with us. The the Dolphins, um, no, it's an important season. On, On a lot of fronts, Miami is invested in this team to try to put them in position to uh, win at a high level. It's a big year for Tua for many reasons. Uh, Contract-wise, the team picked up an option but didn't sign into a big deal. Um, and, of course, the injuries that have uh, hindered his uh, career. And uh, it was an interesting offseason for him and what uh, the Dolphins did uh, to try to get him in position uh, to maybe be better prepared for a season of hits for a quarterback. That keeper is covered uh, the NFL for a number of years for The Athletic and is uh, among their many talented feature writers and joins us to chat about his piece uh, regarding Tua. Zach, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Um, let's go back to the moment that everybody is watching in Cincinnati um, and what we watched and then kind of wondered about his future. As you spoke with Tua and the Dolphins uh, about this, there is this thought Wow, is he ever going to play again? Share what that was like as the organization and to a kind of wondered. Yeah, I think everybody watching that game remembers that moment. And, and the scary, crazy part was it was the same yard line that DeMar Hamlin would collapse on three months later. So something's wrong with that yard line in Cincinnati at Paycor Stadium. But, you know, before that sort of brought the NFL to a halt in January, this was the seminal, scary moment in October between the Dolphins and the Bengals. And, and everyone remembers Tua's laying on his back, his hands up, his fingers darting out in every direction. You know, fencing is the common term they use when dealing with a TBI, traumatic brain injury. And really that's when his, his career changed because, you know, why was he on the field in the first place? There was a lot of controversy about that. The Dolphins had called it a back injury. Um, but that's really when his career changed. And it's not when his season ended. That was in December. But that's when this became a concussion issue. And that's really what he had to ask himself in the offseason was, should I keep playing football? He wanted to keep playing, but is it the right move? And I think that's a scary proposition for a 24-year-old who's really just coming into his own and finally has a coach who believes in him and is finally starting to take off and play like a number five overall pick with an offense that's just downright scary and a coach who's ahead of the game in a lot of ways. So, you know, everything changed for Tua, and he had to sit for about a month before he could clear the concussion protocol after the season. We're talking into February, and during that time he would ask those around him, 
should I keep playing? And some of them were honest with them, and some of them told them, no, you should keep, you should walk away. You should keep your mind and your long-term health at the forefront. But, you know, the word he got from the doctors was no long-term damage, no lingering effects from last year's concussions. So he's going to go into this season and hope for the best, but the reality is that is always going to be lingering in the back of everyone's mind is, is the next shot his last. Zach, uh, the offseason, he and the Dolphins sit down and begin to evaluate every play and every hit and how he falls. And before we get to what they chose to do with jiu-jitsu, um, what did that teach everybody involved and then ultimately led to, hey, here's something we might want to think about? Yeah, this is the fascinating part. Is This was the Dolphins' idea. And they watched all the hits, and they charted them, and they tried to figure out if there was a commonality. And, and there actually was. And each of the three concussions, if we assume the first was a concussion, which I think everyone knows it was, they're very routine plays. I mean, they're, they're sacks, but they're not like, you know, jacked-up plays we used to watch on ESPN back in the day. And the issue was he falls. And then at the end of the fall, his head snaps backward and hits the ground. And that's where the concussion happened. It's not another player hitting him. It's his helmet crashing into the ground. And so the Dolphins' idea was we need to teach you how to fall better. And that sounds so elementary and odd, right? But the more Tua dug into it, he literally went home and Googled jujitsu falling. The more he dug into it, the more it made sense. Because that's one of the first things you learn in jujitsu is how to break fall. How to fall in a way that protects your head. And so he did this every Friday in the entire offseason. He took jujitsu classes, and he got pretty dang good at it. And then when the Dolphins got back to offseason workouts in late April, they taught the entire quarterback room how to do this stuff. And the more players I talked to on both sides of the ball, one, they said they've never heard of an NFL player doing this, learning how to fall. And two, they said this makes all the sense in the world because one of the first things you do when you break fall is you protect the hat. And, and you don't snap it back and you learn ways to make your body work for you as opposed to work against you. And I talked to some jujitsu experts and, and they made it clear. They said this can save his career because again, these were not, you know, Friday night lights esque shots where he gets drilled from the blind side and he's helpless. These were routine sacks where he gets thrown to the ground. And then from there, he makes the wrong move. His head snaps backward and everything changes. So if he can prevent that, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say this could really keep him on the field this season. Yeah, it was interesting as I read, you know, talking to the jujitsu experts in your piece. Again, this isn't about self-defense. It came across as anticipation of how to handle contact. And I guess we don't think about it in the sense if you watch a quarterback play, he runs around, he makes plays, and oh, then he gets hit. But it's almost like anticipate how are you going to get hit and how are you going to react is what I took from the experts in your piece there. Yeah, and this is what they drilled, right? So they would do these drills at a walk-through pace to begin with where they're just moving real slow and they're, you know, they're throwing the ball downfield and they're kind of doing one of the rolls or one of the falls. And then they sped them up. They put on helmets. And so they're trying to build muscle memory. And Tua doesn't think that'll really take hold for a couple of years. But the reality is this is going to happen fast. We know how the NFL works. These guys have a split second or sometimes even less to respond. But if there's something in them instinctual, if they build that muscle memory enough, they won't have to think about it. It'll just happen. And that's really how jiu-jitsu works. These guys fall all the time, and they don't think. And the, the instructors that I was talking to, and I talked to a bunch of different head experts, 
and jujitsu experts, and they told me that when these things happen, if you're a master at what they're talking about, you won't even think about it. You'll just do it. And so that's kind of the hope for Tua is that he gets hit and his body just goes into autopilot and sort of responds in the way he's been training for the last eight months. Look, there's there's no foolproof play. There's there's no 100% guarantee that this is going to work. But I think it's admirable that he's willing to go out of his, you know, go outside the lines a little bit, try something completely outside the box, and at least give himself a better chance to stay on the field. Zach Kiefer's with us, uh, uh, covers the NFL for the Athletic and has the piece up on uh, Tua and using jiu-jitsu. Can you expand, Zach, a little bit on the relationship with Tua and his coach, Mike McDaniels? You document the Dolphins multiple times looked at other options from the Brady stuff and the Deshaun Watson stuff. And then McDaniel seems to kind of say, wait a minute, just give me a chance with this guy. But can you expand on what appears to be this unique connection where he's all in with McDaniel and McDaniel still has great belief that we're just getting started with what he wants to build? Yeah, that was one of the hardest parts. Was It was no secret that Brian Flores, the Dolphins' previous coach, really had nothing to do, wanted nothing to do with Tua. He, he, he just, just didn't believe him in it at all. And so Mike McDaniel comes in, and on the flight into Miami, he calls Tua and says, this is going to be one of the best days of your career. I'm going to make sure of that. And so everything changed. Now, Tyreek Hill certainly helps, but the scheme they were able to dial up, I mean, it's not an accident that Tua had the highest passer rating in football last year, the highest yards per attempt as well. A lot of people say he can't throw the deep ball. Highest yards per attempt. Now, they've got some great deep threats, and the speed of Hill and Waddle certainly helped that. But this guy was in the MVP conversation for stretches last year, and the Dolphins were 8-3 and three at one point, 8-3. and three. And this is a team that hasn't won the division in 14 years. So with McDaniel, he finally had a coach that was in his corner. And Tua's confidence was admittedly shaken after the Flores tenure. And McDaniel sat down with him after he got the job and, and basically said, wait a minute, wait a minute, do you forget how good you are? Like, do you even know? Because Tua stopped believing that. His confidence was just beaten down from Brian Flores over the last couple of years, and the Dolphins openly talking about Deshaun Watson and then having conversations with Tom Brady. How could it not be? So, you know, McDaniel gave him this lift that had never been there for him as a pro, and he just starts, starts to believe in himself and what he can do. And this is a roster that's ready to win right now, ready to compete, and not just make the playoffs but make a run in the playoffs. And so, so much of that is based around McDaniel. And I think there's a trust there that wasn't there before. And that when the Dolphins and McDaniel come to Tua in the winter and say, we want you to try jujitsu to stay on the field. You know, I asked him about that and he said, I didn't say no. I didn't say no way. I didn't, you know, distrust them. I said, okay, let me think about it. Let me do a little bit of research. And so he went home and he looked it up and the more he learned about it, the more he thought it might help him. So, that's not always been the case for him in this league, but it certainly is now. And there's a lot to like about what McDaniel's done, giving the Dolphins a lot of optimism heading into the season. Last one, uh, Zach. Uh, and, and yet, despite all this and the relationship of player-coach, there's the business side of this. And this becomes a massive year, one for the Dolphins because of how they try to construct this roster and his contract situation. So I, I, you know, I know what the bar needs to be, the record, the stats, and so forth. But what's your view of that part of all this? Yes, hey, we're on the same page. You've learned how to do this stuff. And yet he's got to perform if there's going to be a big contract looming. Yeah, this is the reality. This is the reality of this league. And 
and I can't say for sure what's going to happen with the Dolphins, but the writing's on the wall. The, the, the GM, Chris Greer, was asked about it this winter. Like, does injuries play a role in your decision whether or not to give him an extension? And he said, I can't lie and say no. Like, of course they have to. He has never finished a season completely healthy. He's never put together a 17-16 game season. He's just, he's just the injury label is, is, is valid because that's where they're at. And when you're a quarterback, availability is the most important thing. And so that's really the stakes for this season. And, and I make a, you know, I'm, I'm on board with this argument. Like, he's the most fascinating player in football this year because this year will set the course of the next stage of his career, being the long-term starter in Miami, really the first long-term guy since Dan Marino. Or this could end his career. This could be the, the last season he plays if he gets another, you know, concussion or, or nasty shot. That's the reality. This could swerve in two very, very different directions. And if he stays healthy and he shows that he can stay on the field, I absolutely think the Dolphins are going to give him one of those big contracts. He's not going to get, you know, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson money, but he's going to get good money. And it pays to be a quarterback these days. If not, they did exercise his fifth-year option, so he's under contract next year, and that's guaranteed. But it's really, really hard to see the Dolphins sticking with a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy for four consecutive seasons in the NFL. That's just malpractice. And again, this is a team with Teron Armstead's getting up there in years. Jalen Ramsey's coming off an injury right now. Tyreek Hill's getting closer to 30. Like, they're ready to win now. They're not in a mode where they're going to go draft a guy in the first round and develop him over two years. So that's going to make their job really difficult next spring if they don't have a healthy Tua and they don't know where to go at quarterback because he's going to be on the roster because of that money. So, it's just a fascinating, fascinating dilemma. And really, everybody wins if he, if he stays on the field, which is why you can't blame him one minute for getting out there and trying something pretty unique for a quarterback in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Zach Keeper is on Twitter at Z, uh, Keeper, K-E-E-F-E-R. You can get the link to the piece of the athletics. Really good deep dive into what the Dolphins have done uh, with Tua. And uh, Zach covers uh, the NFL, among things, for the athletics. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it very much. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, up next, Matt Merchell, latest uh, on college football. His weekly visit is next. Double Shot Tuesday continues. Oh, uh, was a Zach Brown band and chicken. Oh no, this is um, it's hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crazy on you. Very long intro. Very very good. Uh, today's Double Shot Tuesday theme song is about long, long, long. Intros. Matt Michelle's next. Hit me with a quick one. More of the beat of sports is next on FM 96.9, The Game, AM 740, and iHeartRadio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.